This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Janice Dean. I'm Juan Williams and this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, October 7th, 2022. I'm Eben Brown. For three weeks now, Iranians, mainly Iranian women, are fighting back against their regime, removing head coverings and recording the acts of the regime's morality police. Many have never known freedom before. These are all based on dinnertime conversation, understanding that their mothers went to school in miniskirts and went to university, and now they don't have the same freedoms one generation later. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Iran's regime is notorious, even synonymous, with brutal repression. Its extremist religious leaders came to power four decades ago and not only forced women to cover their bodies entirely, but subjected anyone defying those rules to beatings, torture, sexual assaults, and killing. It happened again just a few weeks ago, and the outrage sparked this time is not abating. In this case was the death of 22-year-old Nasa Amini, a young woman who was traveling to Tehran uh, to visit family. Lisa Daftari is an Iranian-American journalist and commentator. She is also the editor-in-chief of the news website The Foreign Desk. And the so-called morality police, which is not a good translation, but it is a portion of the police forces uh, from the regime in Iran that is entrusted with the task of uh, making sure everybody looks or dresses with Islamic code, uh, doesn't travel, you know, men and women who are not married aren't traveling together. And in this case, the 22-year-old was showing some hair underneath her hijab, her Islamic headscarf, and uh, was taken into custody. At that point, she was beaten so badly, she slipped into a coma and then passed away from the head injuries that she had sustained. The regime turns around and tries to say that she had a heart attack and there was in fact no beating, but there were eyewitnesses. There was an autopsy that was done and um, it was proven, of course, that she did die from the uh, beatings that she suffered to her head. I want to backtrack just a second here. So this was not a case of a, a woman, a female, not keeping her head covered with hijab, but had it on just not on enough, not on properly. Correct. It was some hair. So the hijab, when you see very, this is how you tell the difference between very religious or more modern and progressive women um, across the Middle East where headscarves are worn. If you wear it very tight, if you wear a black uh, headscarf and wear it very tightly, uh, you happen to, to probably be uh, more observant and, and, and you know, want to not show any hair. But the more modern and progressive way, more fashionable way, if you will, of wearing it is to show some bangs or some hair, um, maybe a more floral pattern or maybe even a design. Or whatnot, yeah. 
Correct. We've seen to show, you know, that that you know they're more trendy and and, and more up to date um, with the look. So, um, and again, this is this is the catalyst that brought everybody out onto the streets. But over the last forty three years, whether it was the Green Revolution of two thousand and nine, or we had, you know, um, that was over a fraudulent election, uh, or we had the egg protests a few years ago, we had the gasoline protest. You know, the catalyst each time is different. But when people come out onto the streets, the slogans, the chants, the political chants that you hear are almost always the same. Death to the dictator. You know, we've had enough. Um, calling really for the removal of the entire regime, not just the one incident that happened. Because remember, this is not a one-off. This right. is systemic. And that's what the Iranian people are trying to tell us. Systemic and building over all these years, really going back, I think, to the revolution. You, know, there's, you can find pictures online before the revolution. Right. Women were dressed as Western women were. Right. They were going right. out to eat and they were going to school and they they had professional lives and, and, and the like. So uh, obviously there was a lot lost uh, 40 some odd years ago, mm-hmm. and this has been building over time. Uh, speaking about things online, some of the things we've seen over the past couple of weeks are people actually videoing uh they're they're fighting back uh i i have seen uh there's one clip out there and it's circulating social media sort of over and over again uh a supposed member of this morality police and i guess they're identified by because they carry some kind of satchel or bag that they're wearing and that's how you you know that even though they're in plain clothes that's that's one of the members of this the secret police force and he tries to harass a woman or something and and there a crowd just I mean, it's very quickly a crowd of people just descends on this this person and they beat him rather senseless. Mm-hmm. That's that's we, incredibly brave, I think. Right. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. If we want to talk about the evolution of this particular movement as compared to previous years and previous movements. Um, first of all, the protests are all across the country. They're not just contained to urban areas. So it used to be that the cool kids of Tehran would come out and protest and they'd have the spiky hair and the designer clothing. And we would say, well, that those are just, they don't represent the country as a whole, but they are a certain segment of the urban population. Well, over the last, since 2009 till now, we have seen the hashtag is actually protests across Iran. And that's what they want to tell the media, that it's not now just contained to the cool kids. It's across the country, even in clerical cities like Qom, uh, which is a very religious city. You know, people go there um, on pilgrimage and there are shrines there and madrasas there. And you're seeing protests on the streets in these parts of, of Iran. So I would say, first of all, the fact that it is so widespread is very telling of the disenchantment across the patchwork of the population in Iran. Secondly, how brazen they have become. I mean, the fact that you have women actually taking off their headscarves and willing to sit in a cafe or walk down the street without their headscarves is tremendous. Or the fact that they are setting fire to besiege headquarters or setting fire to police cars or beating up these representatives of the morality police or the besiege. Uh, it, it's tremendous. And it just shows how fed up the people are, how uh, courageous they are willing to be. And I think their message to the West is we're willing to do the dirty work. You don't need to get involved militarily we just need your support how long does this continue do you think you you've been watching this kind of stuff for a long long time uh at at some point do do they reach do they reach a point where they give up do they reach a point where there's capitulation from the regime Mm -hmm. i mean at what point at what point does the regime say we're out of control here we've we've lost the power we've lost the ability to control these people 
Yeah, well, it's difficult to say because we do know that the Achilles heel of this regime has always been its people. They know that because that's how they came into power in 79, right? The people came out onto the streets and they had a revolution. The Shah was toppled and this regime uh, headed by the Ayatollah Khomeini at the time came into power for 43 years. So their weak spot has always been the people coming out onto the streets. And for that reason, they keep doubling down on uh, how you know brutal the crackdowns will be to stop this movement. Uh, you know, it's very hard to say because we've never seen the people this this brazen. We've never seen such violent activity, both on the part of the regime and the part of the protesters coming out. It's very difficult to say. Secondly, the regime has has made attempts to make you know um, examples out of the protesters. So they're shooting point blank. It didn't stop them. They besieged the uh, Sharif University over the weekend to make an example, to say, don't start the revol- the university movements. Because again, they know if this starts in the, in the universities, it will spread like wildfire. University students are the ones, historically speaking, to come out, to spread the movement, to be really the ambassadors of the message. And you know they 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 started pointing indiscriminately at the at the students in this university. They shut down the dorms to not allow any of the students to leave, so that they could round them up, so that they can kill them. And what happened? We saw copycat uh, activity at the universities across the country this past couple of days since that attack. So it hasn't really worked. Their their attempt to make examples and to kill and to crack down has not worked. It's only made the people more courageous and brave to come out and to continue what they're doing. So um, I, 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 we've had a few different apex here. You know, I, I don't know if it's going to continue, but I do know one thing, and that's that the people are not going to back down anytime soon. We're speaking with Iranian-American journalist and commentator Lisa Daftari. She is the editor-in-chief of the news website, The Foreign Desk. And we are speaking about the latest rounds of uprisings in Iran on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. We'll have more with Lisa straight ahead. There have been two other deaths, though, these past couple of weeks, and it's they're both young women. And and when I say young women, I mean teenagers. I mean, these are Correct. young people. You know, they, they did not know life before the Ayatollah, you know, right. the, the only only through maybe stories at this point. Mm-hmm. So let, let's talk about who these two young ladies were. So I'll, I'll say um, that, that there are many more than these two young women, okay. but these two young women were, I should say, it's very ironic to use the words fortunate, but they, they had their stories told, just like Massa had her story told. Right. But there are many, many, many Massas. Before September 16th, which was the day she was, um, you know, we, we found out about her story, and, and even prior to, of course, for, for many decades, there have been many Massas and many untold stories. So uh, in the past a few weeks, we have heard about two other women who were about 16 years old, both of them being killed because they were protesting peacefully. Um, one had a microphone and was leading the protest, and the other was shot at maybe from, from uh, a few hundred feet away, uh, you know, got six bullets in the chest. Uh, both families had very difficult times getting the bodies back. Uh, the regime tried to deny uh, that they even killed these two girls. Again, their names coming out as hashtags, but again, so many others, even with the, the university roundup, there were dozens taken to an undisclosed location. What will come of those students? We don't know. They may be casualties as well in this case. But I want to just really quickly um, talk about what you said about these young people not knowing 
any other regime than the one that they currently live under. So for 43 years, this regime has led the country. And the uh, statistic that is very often cited in this case is that 67, two thirds of the country, 67% of the country uh, are below the age of, of 40. Or so meaning they were born after the revolution and only know this regime. And the very interesting part is that they're out on the streets, even calling for the Shah of Iran to return to Iran. And they're referring to the, the son of the Shah, who's been exiled and now lives on the outskirts of Washington, D.C. They're saying Reza Shah, rest in peace, talking about his father and his grandfather who led the country. So it's interesting that they are living with this faux nostalgia based on their parents' stories. Many of them chant, we made such a mistake revolting. They're talking about their parents coming out in revolution in 79, saying right. that it was a mistake. Again, these are all based on dinnertime conversation, understanding that their mothers went to school in miniskirts and went to university, and now they don't have the same freedoms one generation later. And this is what fuels the courage of the Iranian people to say, we want what we had and not what we have right now. All right. Lisa Daftari, you're an Iranian-American journalist and commentator. You're also the editor-in-chief at The Foreign Desk. Where can people find that online? Foreigndesknews.com and also on social media at The Foreign Desk. Great. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. My pleasure. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com.